Lufthansa's onboard hospitality begins with a smile at the door. Throughout the flight, the crew ensures that every passenger feels at home. You may feel disconnected from the world below while you're cruising at an altitude of 30,000 feet, but onboard Lufthansa, you're far from isolated. Thanks to Flynet's internet access, your time in the air will fly by. Meanwhile, you can discover your destination before you even touch down via the Lufthansa travel guide and stay ahead of the news with more than 250 free e-journals, including the Frankfurter Allgemeine Zeitung and the New York Times, which can be downloaded to your smartphone, tablet or laptop before takeoff to read on the go. There has never been more freedom in flying. Welcome to the Monocle 100 in association with Lufthansa, our weekly countdown of the opportunities and experiences that travelling offers. I'm Tom Edwards. Food and drink is a highlight of many people's trips abroad, and over the next couple of episodes we're going to look at how food and drink has travelled around the world and a few hot spots to dine in. On the show today we're going to meet a German chef who moved to Hong Kong to kickstart his culinary career to discuss the merits of home-style cooking, and while a Michelin-starred experience might satisfy your taste buds, you can have a better experience in a local restaurant. Uwe Posensky is a native of Lower Saxony. He grew up in the kitchen with his mother and grandmother and went on to work in top kitchens all around the world. About a decade ago, he landed in Hong Kong where he took a job at the Mandarin Orientals Hong Kong Hotel as executive chef in their Michelin-starred restaurant. Last year, he left the hotel to take up the same role for a restaurant group known for a burger chain called Beef and Liberty. His cooking mixes time-tested flavours with artistic flair. By foregoing a Michelin star, Opozensky is now free to be more creative in the kitchen and this year hopes to open his own home-style restaurant. This is for me is a stepping stone because we are part of a group and I'm the group chef, so we're going to develop more concepts than only just burgers. However, the whole idea behind our group is about sustainability, creativity and also being very accessible for the local market. So this was one of the many reasons actually why I jumped. After so long in in Hong Kong, has your cooking picked up an Asian flavor? I don't think so. I mean, obviously you're influenced by your surroundings, but again, like Hong Kong is so cosmopolitan and basically all the ingredients you get are coming from all over the world. So my Asian influence, I don't, I don't think is really there, but also like, I think if you would, as a Westerner or non-Asian, start to cook Asian food, I think people here in Hong Kong or in Asia anyway would be very skeptical. It's like, you know, why do you cook Asian food? We know much better. And it's, it's all about, I think for me, it's all about memory banks. And everybody always refers with their mother's cooking, correct? So if I would start to cook Asian flavors over here, I think it would be pretty weird. I've heard you talk about opening a, a home-style seafood restaurant. 
uh, with no tablecloths and, and minimal fuss. Is, is this the, the, the new restaurant you, you're going to open? And any more news on that? Well, actually, there's, there's, there's a mixture between the two. So there's a seafood concept, which we're going to open, and then with my restaurant, which is much more home style. So what, what I want to do with my restaurant is I want to create an environment where you would come to my home. I want the kitchen really interactive that you'll be able to come up to the stove and see what I'm cooking. That's the reason why I want to keep the numbers very small. I want you to be very small menu choices because it's more about family sharing. So I want to buy whole animals and give people different parts of it. Obviously, there will be a big part will be vegetarian of it because I think we also have got a very big responsibility as chefs and consumers to concentrate on the on the resources we have got in our, uh, within nature. So I think vegetables we have got plenty of. After 10 years of gastronomy at the Mandarin, what's prompted this change in direction towards more homestyle cooking? I think, you know, people are craving that a little bit more than the five-star fine dining, really. I wouldn't say that five-star fine dining is dead, but I think there are so many amazing chefs from Jury Bichon to Alain Ducasse to here in Hong Kong to Richard Eckebus and everything else who do this amazingly well. So to compete on that level, I don't think it's the right thing anymore. I think what people are looking for is something which uh, is easy, approachable. High-end ingredients, you know, still will do amazing presentation, a little bit tongue-in-cheek in it, but I want to take this, this stuffiness out of it. I want to be able that you come there and relax, that you don't feel like a waiter's constantly pouring water, trying to upsell you the wine and everything else. It's more about this is the wine you want to have and this is what we're going to offer to you. You know, it's just a very different approach. You've worked in some of the most famous kitchens all around the world, but going back to the start, you you said that you, you grew up in a kitchen in, in Germany and you served your apprenticeship in Germany. What kind of start did that give you in your cooking career? And how much would you say you're a German chef? Well, I don't think I'm a German chef anymore. That's the start of because I left far too long ago. I left over 22 years ago. So I think to be a German chef, I think you need to be longer there. Um, I grew up in the kitchen with my mother and my grandmother when we made family meals and everything else. So it gives, I think I just loved the whole feeling of it, of being able to nurture people, to have the whole spectrum of seeing something which you, the idea you came up with, you buy the ingredients, you cook it, you serve it, you eat it, and you wash up at the end. I think it's just a beautiful circle of of life, which I really find fascinating. And um, I think, you know, like, being at home gives you the understanding of loving and caring about the product, loving and caring about the people you cook for. I think that's what this really is all about. Thanks to Uwe Oposensky, executive chef for the Greater China Restaurant Company. He was talking there to Monocle's Hong Kong bureau chief, James Chambers. You've been listening to the Monocle 100 in association with Lufthansa. Be sure to pick up The Forecast, which contains all 100 items on our list in full and is available on all good newsstands right now. Over this series, we'll be exploring the opportunities, destinations and experiences that travel with Lufthansa provides. And we invite you to join us on this countdown to your next journey. Lufthansa's onboard hospitality begins with a smile at the door. 
Throughout the flight, the crew ensures that every passenger feels at home. You may feel disconnected from the world below while you're cruising at an altitude of 30,000 feet, but on board Lufthansa, you're far from isolated. Thanks to Flynet's internet access, your time in the air will fly by. Meanwhile, you can discover your destination before you even touch down via the Lufthansa Travel Guide and stay ahead of the news with more than 250 free e-journals, including the Frankfurter Allgemeine Zeitung and the New York Times, which can be downloaded to your smartphone, tablet, or laptop before takeoff to read on the go. There has never been more freedom in flying.